Welcome to the In Pursuit Podcast. Here we aim to inspire, inform, and entertain. We explore the human side of the workplace life cycle, from education and career choice to employee engagement and organizational culture. From onboarding and retention to succession planning and separation, we dissect the latest trends and interview the top leaders changing the game through their impact, leadership, strategy, and operations. Whether you hail from the field of education, nonprofit, or business, you're sure to find nuggets of knowledge within these episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Hicks. Let's get started. It's that time again, another episode of the In Pursuit podcast. Today, I am here with a dynamic duo. Ani Trejo Barrington started at Eclectic Co. as a vendor with her vintage business. She transitioned to a managerial position and found her fit with Perry Bolts, and they joined forces in a partnership. Coming from a background of ministry in large church settings, she found herself with an array of skills, but feeling burnt out from the grind. She started a new journey when she arrived in Colorado Springs in 2016 stepping into motherhood in 2017, and has been able to strike a beautiful balance of being a working mother for over the last five years. Her passion for small businesses and supporting artists paired perfectly with the larger vision of Eclectic Co. And through this company, she's been able to watch her own small business thrive alongside her friends and family. Her own joys are in music, fashion, and being outdoors in this beautiful state of Colorado. Perry Bolts founded Eclectic Co. in 2018 after a decade of feeling unfulfilled in corporate America. She saw a need for a collaborative retail concept that would support artisanal and creative small businesses with a specific focus on women-owned businesses. Since then, the Eclectic brand has grown with the help of now co-founder Ani Barrington to two stores and an online store supporting over 100 artists local to the front range of Colorado. In 2021, Eclectic Co. was awarded the Social Impact Startup of the Year by the National Institute for Social Impact, which is something they are very proud of. Perry is passionate about small business, social and environmental justice, and helping every person she meets become the truest version of themselves. I am so thrilled to have both of you on the show today. All right. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you both here. It is so fun when I get to do a group podcast. I don't get to do many of those. So this is a a special treat for me. So uh, start off with my favorite question, which is uh, tell me something that we didn't just hear in your bio. Ani, you want to start us? I'll hop in. Yeah. So my background, uh, I think I mentioned this in my bio, but my background is in ministry, but really and truly it's also in music. Um, so that's kind of where my, my heart and soul beats. I love music. I relate to music. I've been a musician since the time I was a kiddo. Um, and so that's still part of my like free time slash uh, where does that fit into my life in my thirties? Um, so yeah, I always find that that's really fun to tell people that I, I love music and I, I love doing music. I love listening to music, but really I love performing music. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Perry? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I guess for me, I would say uh, I started doing sports and individual and team sports when I was um, quite young and um, kicked that off with individual sports of um, rock climbing. So that's really carried through in my life of, you know, loving the outdoors and loving hiking and 
um, volleyball was a really big part of my life growing up as well. So um, team sports and kind of learning how to um, manage team dynamics has really paid off in our business as well. So Perfect. Um, yeah, I am always uh, curious about what people will say around their bias. It always uh, gives us a little sense of who you are outside of we all write these very professional bios that we try to cover everything, but there's always these pieces of our personality. So thank you. Music and sports. I love it. I love it so much. So kick us off. Tell us about your business and how it came to be. Yeah, so I'll start. Um, so I found as um, really wanting to fill the need of a retail space to house small and micro businesses. Um, Ani was one of those small and micro businesses that I met uh, very early on in the journey. And um, she joined this, this vision that I had for a collective retail space. Um, so Ani came on as a vendor uh, for Eclectic Co., which is um, now a blossoming business that houses um, over a hundred different artists and makers. So um, Ani and I have a really beautiful journey together. She can give you her part of that. Um, but yeah, we, we really just serve as an incubator and a home and a community for artisanal makers in Colorado. I love it. I love it so much. Ani, tell us about, about your piece and what was your, uh, what is the art form with which you engaged with the Eclectic Co? So I am a vintage curator. Um, it was a side hustle that I was doing while I was also trying to um, learn how to be a stay-at-home mom, which wasn't in my plan. Uh, but some, sometimes the best things that aren't in your plan end up being what leads you to where you are in your journey. And that's kind of what happened with me. I, I'd always wanted to do something fun. Uh, I had always been kind of flipping clothing and doing secondhand selling, but I made it a business formally in 2018. And when I jumped into Eclectic, that really shot my business into full swing. And I was able to make it a goal, essentially, that I could send my, my kiddo to um, daycare, that I would use my income alone um, through my small business to send him to daycare. And uh, that's been the case from day one. Um, uh, I mean, my husband and I share finances. That's a whole other story. But I do think that it's really, I have, it's a point of pride for me to be able to say that he's never had to pay for my child's uh, daycare at all. Um, so just really badass, the whole group of women that we have been able to surround ourselves with. And we do have other, uh, not just women, we have uh, male, non-binary, et cetera. Um, we have lots of folks in our space, but I will say that it was a really safe space to start um, and still continues to be a safe space for businesses to grow, to explore, to find their niche, to make connections with customers. Um, to relate to one another. And so I found that it was just a space that as a, as a vendor, um, as a manager, as a mom, I just have continued and continued to thrive. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm the only one. There are a number of people in our spaces that uh, have flourished and have been able to grow their businesses, um, but also grow just their character and, and who they are. Uh, their identities um, have been built around our spaces, which is really, really special. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I just uh, recently recorded with a woman that we were talking about safe spaces as a as just a form of empowerment, right? And that's exactly what you're speaking to, which is where whether that is a physical space, an artistic space, um, or just holding space for someone else, right? It is so powerful to 
be in a place where you can kind of be your full self, right? And if that means your artistic self or your writing self or your music making self or whatever that is, right? So, um, so what are some of the ways that you, you know, it, because it's more than just a physical space where you can put a few of the things that you make or trade or, or sell, right? What are the things that make it special? What are the things that, that cultivate that culture of, of kind of feeling like, like it's home and like it's a right, the right space for you? Yeah, we, we worked really hard on our culture. Um, Ani and I both, you know, have leadership backgrounds and, and culture is, is something that um, we both knew had really high importance. So we've done that through transparency, authenticity, um, really, like you said, making space for the whole person to be there. Um, in the artist world, you know, there's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of, um, when you're trying to marry artistry and retail, um, there can be a lot of like insecurities and snags that come with being really passionate about something that doesn't translate to sales or um, vice versa, having something sell that you don't feel super passionate about making. So just holding space for all of that and encouraging people to experience their full selves in our spaces. Um, and yeah, doing that through uh, cultivating connections and connecting people to one another that may have knowledge or resources or wisdom that can really serve one another. So um, we really have just served as a place to create a web for all of these really natural, um, just human and like family connections to, to cultivate. That's awesome. I, I, I think it's such a unique skill to be able to recognize the ways in which people need to be seen, right? I mean, a lot of what is a lot of culture building is all about making sure that people see or making sure people feel seen and heard and understood, right? And no one's going to understand anyone else but themselves in any kind of perfection way. But if we feel like people make the effort, um, there's just so much of letting down of your guard and, and that vulnerability breeds, you know, emotional connections in that way. And I think that's amazing. Um, so what where were you, uh, Perry, before this idea started that you wanted to do this? What, you know, what is the background, the, the stepping stones that led you to this place? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, so I have a, a corporate retail um, and specifically coffee background. Um, so I worked for Starbucks for about nine years, um, opening stores and, and really um, having a leadership role with Starbucks. Um, and Starbucks really taught me about not only business acumen and all of those things, but, but really placemaking and, um, connection building leadership building. So I loved it. I loved working for Starbucks, but, um, did feel really unfulfilled by the corporate aspect, um, social impact and, um, small business to some extent too, has really been my personal passion. Um, I early on as a teenager really got involved with, um, social impact businesses like Tom's and, you know, that's what I would spend my coffee paychecks on was these social impact businesses. So, um, I started kind of on the side learning about social impact and how I could get into that world. 
initially I thought that Starbucks and social impact were going to be where those two things came together, um, but it was a really difficult um, path to take. There's not many people that do that. Um, so I, I went to an event called Women of the Future that's hosted by um, two of our vendors that were with us for a very long time. One still is and is thriving and the other has moved geographically and is still thriving in her own way. Um, but so the Women of the Future event was a pop-up event, all women-owned businesses, just really awesome diversity there. Uh, Ani was a vendor there as well. Um, and so, yeah, I started talking to these women about their artisanal goods and their art and just asking questions like, where can I find you, you know, next week? Or where can I find you around Christmas when I want to purchase from you again? And the stories were very similar. It was like, find me on Etsy, find me on Instagram, find me at a farmer's market. And that just planted a seed of well, if, if an artist can't create brand loyalty around where they will always be or, you know, where you can find their soap when you run out, um, it makes it really difficult for that maker to establish themselves to create repeat customers. Um, and as a consumer, I want to support small women-owned businesses over, um, you know, just your regular box store. So, um, that's where the idea started. I started gathering information and interviewing makers, um, sent out a survey asking them what they may need, and the rest was history. It, it just timed perfectly with a program that Colorado Springs does called the Holiday Pop-Up Program. Um, other cities are starting to do this as well, but Colorado Springs has been doing it for, I believe, six or seven years now. Um, and they fill empty space downtown with conceptual retail. So we gained a space, we're able to test out the concept and it really just took off and we're still here. Uh, this will be our fifth holiday season this year. So I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. So much of what you, you said resonated with me. I also, um, kind of dove in early to the, to this idea of social impact and social enterprise and my work led me, uh, really organically into doing some consulting with nonprofits. And because of my passion, and I was always talking about social enterprise and social impact and, and um, how, so it, it really teetered into this world of how, to, how I was helping nonprofits set up kind of for-profit arms that were social enterprise arms, right? Like, and how, you know, how do you do that? How do you change your mindset from just being donations to something that makes money, but makes money for a cause? And so a little bit different, the opposite of the Tom's model, which is a for-profit company that has a sort of nonprofit and social impact arm, but, but the opposite, how do you, you know, nonprofits, you know, diversify their funding structure by having something of value that people don't, aren't just donating in the most traditional way. And I think you know, there's a whole generation of us who are very passionate about um, the way that we spend our dollars, right? And the, and what impact those dollars have on other people. And it's not just, I can write a big check or I can write a small check to some nonprofit and it goes into the black hole of potentially really great services they're doing, but it's this idea of a trade of consumerism building upon cause, right? And and um, and I think that is is just a, I, it's something I'm really passionate about too, so. Um, Ani, she, uh, Perry mentioned that you also come from a background in leadership. So prior to your unexpected journey into being a stay-at-home mom, um, tell us a little bit more about your background and, and what led you here. 
Sure. So I had actually always been involved in the church world. Um, I was brought up United Methodist and was in leadership roles basically from the time I was 14. Um, so had a had a mini career prior to it being really legal to hire me. Um, and then went and got my master's in divinity. Um, and I had always intended to be in ministry settings. And when I moved to Colorado from Dallas, Texas, after basically being in a uh, large, really, really corporate type uh, church environment, uh, I just needed a change. I needed something different. And as hard as I tried to get ministry jobs here, it wasn't making any sense for me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've done tons of not only leadership training uh, with young people primarily, um, but also just felt like I can always help and see people's vision. And I love connecting the dots on how to get to where they want to go. Uh, and I've always had a passion for just seeing in others what they cannot yet see themselves. And so just being able to step into a whole environment with Eclectico and, and not have all the religious baggage with it, uh, and instead come with just a really, really vibrant, open-minded community. We have a myriad of people who have all sorts of belief systems, and none of them are competing. They, they all kind of just beautifully coexist, and that's the way I prefer it. I never knew that that's exactly what I was craving. I just, I wanted a space that felt safe for everyone's belief systems and where we could honor one another without it having to feel like it had to have one aim, one goal. Um, so yeah, we, we really do do our best to partner with businesses to say, hey, you know, do you wanna have your own storefront? Do you want to um, thrive within our space for a while? Do you wanna keep doing markets? Um, do you want to spread to online? And then we do our best to support them within that. So it, it really was a perfect fit for me in terms of leadership. I love that. Love that. So what is, what is sort of next for you guys? What are you hoping to do? You know, is it just continuation? Are there other plans in the works? Are there, you know, global domination? What's happening uh, <laughs> moving forward? Um, I'll, I'll start um, and then defer to Ani because, you know, I think we, we are coming out of this really interesting season where um, growth mindset was really big for us last year. Um, we really, despite the strangeness of the pandemic, we, we really thrived in our community. We opened our second store um, in November of 2020. Um, and that store has done extremely well. It allowed us to nearly double the amount of artists that we serve. Um, so that was amazing. And we, we were continuing along that path. We um, ended up being kind of recruited by a shopping center about an hour away from us in Littleton, Colorado. Um, so we ended up doing a six month pop up there. And while we both had the best intentions of that becoming a space that would be permanent, that would thrive, um, it ended up not working out that way. And so we ended up walking away from the six month pop up and it really gave us a kind of a reality check or just a change in perspective on where both of our passions was. And at least for me right now, our passions is really around pouring into the community that we have. Um, and making space for others within our community. So whether that's offering pop-ups to people that we don't necessarily, or that aren't in our spaces yet, um, visual artists, giving them more opportunities, things like that. So 
I think the season that we're in right now is really deeply rooting where we are and doing what we do well. But I'm sure that Ani can add more dimension to that as well. Yeah, and I'll just add the the extra layer of just what we have done, what Perry and I have built here in Colorado Springs has afforded us a lot of freedom to be with our families, um, mm -hmm. to spend time with our families, because what we've done is uh, really already poured in so well to our vendors that we can walk away from the store and trust that things are running the way that they're supposed to. Um, I think that that's something that people don't always get right when they own their own, their own small business, their own store. Um, that freedom to just be able to be with my son for half of the day, be with, be with my sons for half of the day, really um, bring him into the store when I can meet up with people. Um, she and I have both been able to kind of navigate what our personal lives look like intertwined with our business. Uh, and that was really putting a strain whenever we had that third store. So yeah, huge reality check, huge, um, just like sobering almost of, of this isn't as easy as it looks. Uh, I'm sure that corporate, you know, environments, even franchises have those same struggles, but we really are at the heart of it. We're, we're like, a, we're a small family business. <laughs> That's how I see it. And so it's really not that easy to just pick up and um, drop the same concept into every space. Uh, so right. I think wherever it makes sense organically next, we'll definitely keep open arms, open eyes. Um, but for this year, we are so thrilled about just really being so intentional with the two spaces that we have and, and really nailing down different systems within our spaces, uh, really making sure our management feels supported. Mm -hmm. There's just so much that we still have to do here. And that feels really exciting. Um, I'm also just really proud to be a part of this city. Uh, the city has really rallied around our businesses and around Eclectico, period. Um, and so getting to be more intimately involved with what's happening with downtown partnerships with Colorado Springs and then the old Colorado City um, Association and partnership has been really, really special for both of us. Um, so yeah, we have the freedom to do that now because we don't have a third store kind of that we're constantly scrambling to get to and making sure has what it needs, so. Yeah, it, there's a lot to be said for, I mean, I love what you said, like sometimes it's just about, like some things can't be duplicated, right? And and we see this happen in corporate world, right? I mean, it, your background in, in Perry with Starbucks, I mean, they went through this very specific thing on a, on a very large corporate level, right? They made a massive expansion that just was larger, whether or not that was because of culture, because of money, the in the end, they had to shrink back up to refine their purpose and then grow again, right? Grow at a, a smaller, steadier, more intentional rate, right? And that that is something that can happen whether you have one store growing to two or, you know, 10,000 or a thousand growing to 10,000, right? I mean, that's, um, and and that, that energy, um, the energy that exists in a very special place is, unfortunately not able to just bottle up right <laughs> yeah yeah it gets diluted like and that's something that we never want to do is feel like the vibrancy of what we're doing to be watered down is just not fair to our artists it's not fair to the communities that we serve so yeah just keeping what we do authentic and vibrant and yeah yeah so what um as both kind of business owners and you know kind of believers in this, this version of artism, artism and, um, and local, what keeps you up at night? 
what are what are the challenges that uh that you know <laughs> running joke with us where i'll be like um here's my 3 a.m thought last night and i'll just it's, it's either sent to her in an email or a text or yeah vice versa <laughs> i love it a lot of that that like exchanging of oh we both panicked because something you know we that we missed you know whatever um it has settled down a little bit since we let go of the third store i'll say that <laughs> i bet i bet and since my kid is sleeping through the night um you know for me i'll say a lot of times it's it's relational um there's so much that happens relationally that we are just wanting to do our best to keep really strong, beautiful, authentic connections with with everyone that we work with, um, and that's not that's not a perfect thing, right? We're all human, so that means that there are times when I may have overstepped, or somebody else may have overstepped, or there was a miscommunication. There's those are the things that I mull over quite frequently. Of I want to make sure that when I wake up in the morning and I send this email, that they understand that when we had that conversation. Um, that this is what I meant, right? I want to be perfectly clear. So a lot of the relational stuff keeps me up at night, um, working with vendors and just knowing that there's there's so many complexities to it. Um, and then for me, it's always the details, the, the smallest details of just like, did I remember to uh, send that email? Did I remember to X, Y, Z? Those are the things that keep me up at night. Um, I think in terms of where we are settled into our community. I feel very confident in that right now. So those are not the things it's not, it's not the bigger things. It's always the smaller things for me personally. Yeah. I'll echo that. Um, definitely details for sure. And, um, Ani and I have this really like balanced and beautiful partnership where we, you know, we both have strengths in different areas and, um, relational things definitely, keep me up at night as well. But, but what goes on for me more is, is the, um, more like tactical details, you know, did that, did that bill get paid? Did, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, like Ani said, uh, we have our, our mission and the big picture, like really well figured out at this point. Um, so we are able to kind of hone in on those little details and make sure that we're doing right by everybody in our spaces. So it's a great place to be in, but, as in any small business, there will always be things that, you know, wake you in, in the night, so. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I guess uh, the next uh, main question is, what are you most excited about? What are the things that just make you just, we talked a little bit about future plans, this sort of overlaps that question, but, you know, really like, what are the things that just um, put the butterflies in your soul? Mm, I love that. <laughs> um, for me, I think that the, um, I'm going to go a little bit like big picture um, woo-woo on you here. Um, <laughs> okay, let's do yeah, it. I think that our community is just, it's become such a beacon for these, for these people, for these souls that are looking for more in an artistic way, you know, we're, we're creating community, we're creating connections and, and seeing someone's personal or developmental or spiritual journey inside of our walls is amazing. Like it just really is. And so seeing people be able to kind of self-actualize and like reach for these goals and reach for these experiences that they may have never considered before being in our community like 
really excites me and just lights me up. It's um, this wonderful web is happening within our community, whether Ani and I are involved or not. You know, I'll walk in and hear two people talking about something that they're collaborating on or um, analyzing dreams that they've had or, you know, things like that. And it's just, it's really special to see this, these two spaces become a catalyst for um, not only economic growth, but also, you know, personal and spiritual growth as well. Oh, love that. Love that so much. Yeah. And I think that's reflective of our, our own journeys and our own transparency with our community, just being able to share with them uh, where, where I started in my belief system to where I am now is so cool because um, I, I had somebody from our co-op who I'm close to that I just adore speak to me and remembered a conversation we had had, you know, months ago uh, about indigenous spirituality and, and then spoke some beautiful words about my child. And so my, my part where I get super, super just excited butterflies um, or where I just get overwhelmed with just the significance of it all is when I think about the way that my children are doing what I'm doing. Um, so my son, so my four-year-old son, is so precious he'll be like are we going to the downtown shop or the OCC shop right um and he has this this comfort when he's in our spaces of like he knows where to go to color he knows where to go it's his space in so many ways and they see that I am happy and fulfilled and creative and energized uh I I don't know that they would have witnessed that in my former career right I think they would have sensed a lot of burnout a lot of frustration, a lot of heaviness, and I just don't think that that's what my kids are witnessing. Um, and since the birth of my son, he's eight months old now, he's been in our spaces 24-7. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people get annoyed if I don't bring him to work now because he's such a part of the fabric of, of what we do. Um, it's a connection point for our customers. And so like the thing that gets me so, so, so overwhelmed is how this space really can be family for folks if they have or need or want that desire. Um, and in the, in the healthiest way possible, I think that we are creating uh, just another system, another support system for people um, where they may not have it. And I just think that that is incredibly special. So um, yeah, I mean, and that's, that was really truly part of the desire of why we wanted to keep making more spaces, why we thought, oh, this needs to exist in, in every city, right? Like this is so special. Um, but the burden of it has to be on our shoulders is no longer there for me. I feel like that is something that organically folks are going to figure out that this is, this is the way of the future. You know what I mean? This is um, being able to lean on one another, not only financially, right, to be on some of the best blocks in, in our, our space, in our city, um, but also just for the sake of connection and support is just mind-boggling to me how we didn't figure this out sooner, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, um, I mean, I guess that, that goes to the question, like what would be, you know, if someone looked at the two of you and said, oh my gosh, they are, you know, I love the word Dharma. I think there's a word for that in every culture and every religion. I think that, but, um, if, if they were to look at you and say like, how did you get here? How'd you get brave enough to follow passion in that way where you really do build a life that for the most part, there's always stress in every job, right? But for the most part, you err on the side of being happy and not burnt out and really loving 
the work that you're doing and the place that, that you're showing up to every day or whatever days that you're there. So what advice would you give to others on finding that and being brave enough to have that? You can go ahead, Ani. I feel, you know, the first thing that popped in my mind was having a supportive partner. Um, so I think that when you have somebody in your life who, so for me, it's my husband, but when you have somebody in your life who is constantly championing you and believing in you for whatever you want to accomplish, that it's really hard to not also like feel gassed up by their confidence in you. You know, I'm like, I spent so much time second guessing myself where my, my, my partner was the opposite. He was very much like, no, I think you're more than capable of that. No, I think they don't see in you what you see in yourself. And so there's just this beauty of, yeah, you need people surrounding you who are going to just continue to say you're perfectly capable of that. You're, you're more than educated. You're more than passionate. Um, I think when you have that support system around you, and, and that'll include my family as well, um, that it's really hard to feel like you've failed, right? Because you're still going to learn something even if you do quote unquote fail. Um, but to know that you you have the support that if you do fail, you've got somebody who's got your back, who's going to help you pick it back up, put the pieces back together. Um, that is consistently what he and I have done for one another. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. And also will add that my own journey has really been learning what intuition and what those pings and what that pull feels like. Um, eclectic was really the first experience of that for me. Um, literally the eclectic has always been one of my favorite words. And, um, as I was, you know, mulling over this concept, it, it really came to me. It sounds so cliche, but like in the middle of the night, like sat straight up and was like a co-op boutique called eclectic, you know, and, and that was, um, the first pull that I had and, and quite honestly, was, was so burnt out from corporate life, like crying myself home as I, you know, drive home from Starbucks every day, um, that I was willing to take that risk and, and, you know, had been smart financially that I could take a calculated risk. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of goes, it's two parts. It's, you know, be really practical in, in, you know, in finances, in, um, you know, maybe being able to take baby steps towards whatever that is that's pulling you, but also being bold enough and brave enough to, to hear those pings. So, um, doing the practical stuff kind of makes it less scary to, to try those little things that you feel like are calling you. Oh, I love that. Love that. Yeah. I do think there's so much of the workplace that is, truly, and I mean, maybe it's just life, not the workplace, but there's so much of life that is truly instinctual, right? And you have to get really quiet to figure out your own self and your own needs. Um, I know I had needed to leave my corporate job for a long time, um, for probably a good year before I did. And I, the instance that finally started to resonate with me is I went to the dentist and you know, they do those measurements of your teeth or like three, four, it's about your gums receding. And my numbers were way off and I'm just nerdy enough to remember what my numbers were supposed to be. And they were way off. And I'm like, I looked at her and I was like, are my gums receding? She's like, 
yeah, are you under some stress? And I just burst into tears. And I was like, if my, I was so busy ignoring my gut that my body's like, I'm not going to let you ignore this. I will keep putting little things that are physical if you are not willing to listen to the uh, kind of intellectual and spiritual and, and intuitional um, notices that I'm sending you, red flags that I'm sending up. And, and it was this very impactful moment for me. Like, all right, I, I, this is more than, this is bigger than just, you know, I, I grew up in this, um, with this idea that you just power through, right? And if you power through your whole life, you're going to look back and regret all of the time that you wasted, right? Um, and so just really uh, powerful to think about our instinctual and then being brave enough to both listen to it and act on it. Totally. Yeah, I really believe that like, you'll get things in drops and in pebbles and if you ignore them then they become boulders so it's like <laughs> absolutely absolutely suddenly you're pelted with you know water balloons and then you know giant thunderstorms or something yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so as we start to wrap up tell um us a little bit about remind us where we can find the store and then if someone is an artist and wants to get in touch with you about um being part of the business. Tell us both of those. Um, yeah. Both of those things. I'll start with the physical stuff, and then um, Ani can tell us about the different options that we have for people. Um, so we have two stores downtown Colorado Springs um, on Tejon Street, kind of between uh, Skirted Heifer and Jose Muldoon's. Um, so it's a great block for shopping and eating. Um, and then in Old Colorado City, um, between 25th and 26th on Colorado. So that's also like the main drag of Old Colorado City. Um, you can find us online, shopeclecticco.com. Um, and then our Instagram is just eclectico and eclecticocc. So we do ship nationwide. Um, we certainly have, you know, tenfold the products in store than are online um, but if you are really looking for something you know to send to somebody or if you see anything on instagram we're always happy to ship for sure um, and we do have um, artist applications and vendor applications that are available on our website um, those are for locals only unfortunately um, but we do have two options for that so the probably you know 95 percent of our vendors are all working in the store so it's a co-op model which means that they uh, pay booth rent, they work in the space, and then we take a small percentage out each month, um, each pay period, excuse me. Um, but then we also have a gallery wall option for folks who do larger um, prints, larger canvases, larger sculptures, works of art, that kind of thing. Um, and that's just a percentage-based take that we um, receive from them. Uh, they do not have to work hours. So it's we try to make it approachable for both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, really love uh, just being able to partner with local artists um, from, you know, knits and crochets to true like art. We love doing performance art and things like that when we can do pop-ups. We love hosting bakeries as well. Um, so there's tons and tons of opportunities that we're trying to lean into even heavier um, for folks who can't do the 24-7 vending with us, um, especially because our spaces are typically not uh, available. Um, we do have changes every once in a while, but um, we're, we're really happy about our retention rate. Um, so yeah, please come and find us. Please apply with us. Send us you know, the Instagram handles, send us the Etsy shops, the photos, everything. Um, you can add all of that onto your, our vendor application on the website. 
All right. Well, I can't wait to get back in. It's it's. I've been to both locations of your store, but I can't wait to get back in now that we've had, now that I know even more, I'm not just a um, novice shopper now. I, I know all the ins <laughs> and outs. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here and sharing with us just the magic that is your business and both of you. Um, I love being in your energy and uh, keep doing all the great work. I love it so much. So we need more stores like this. <laughs> Thanks so much, Melanie. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by hitting subscribe or providing a rating or review. And as always, how can we help you answer the question, what are you in pursuit of? Find out more at www.inpursuitresearch.org.